Hi, this is Mike Farkas, reading from my book Phone Slaves. Welcome to episode 6. When we left off, our childhood friends Swami and Mook had just finished their talk outside the sweaty melon and were each heading their own way. The pair separate. Swami heads west back to his flat where his kids are waiting for him. Mook walks two blocks east, gets into his ancient SUV, the Blues Finder, and heads home to pee. He arrives to find her on the phone, carrying on happily in an excited conversation, which is often the case with P, as she's a talent manager whose company of actors hang on her every word. P possesses the rare human gift of innate optimism, not the kind one must be led to, not the religious kind either. Her optimism is inborn, like a monkey happy to greet the sun each morn. Mook loves this about her as much as he loves her fantastic breasts, which are low, but no less fantastic than a sunset when low. Her brand of encouragement is contagious, but never maudlin. Oh my God, Paco! You are going to be a tap-dancing fool for the next three months! Squawks of excitement are audible through the cell phone being held to P's ear. Italia! So jealous. Tuscany! More audible, excited squawk talk. Yes, you deserve this, and I am so proud of you. Squawk, squawk, squawk. Absolutely. Talk soon, and congratulations. P turns to Mook and smiles. They embrace, sharing a small kiss. What in the name of Bob Hope's mutual of Omaha policy is going on around here, ma'am? Paco got the part in the Italian tap dancing movie, Papi Tappi. Good stuff. Is he happy? Of course he's happy. This could be his breakthrough role. Tony was a little disappointed, mind you. Tony wanted that part? Well, yeah, he has the Italian background and he took eight years of tap as a kid. But can he tap dance without perforating the floor? Why are you such an asshole? What? I didn't tell him to eat until he became a small Volkswagen. Pas gentil. Sorry, can I try again? I guess. I'm happy to see you. Thanks. How was your day? Horrible. Really? They cut hours again. For everyone? Pretty much, except the IT guys. I overheard them talking about updating all the computers, the shysters. Fun. So what are you going to do with this fine day? I thought I might sodomize my girlfriend. You are all charmed today. Hmm, my little gutter of love. Care for a dip in the gutter? Mook hands P another lit toothpick. She politely declines. Too early for me. I still have several breakdowns to send out. Okay, I'll leave you to it. I'll get busy doing some prep for supper. That sounds nice. It isn't all gutter and mutter, then. À tout à l'heure. The switch to French indicates the conversation is over. Once P switches to French, Mook knows she means business and the show that is her life must go on. A lot of people depend on P. She is perhaps the greatest living talent manager ever. Her name is pronounced... Paya, or Paya, but all her friends call her P. 
She has golden skin and dirty blonde hair, wears no makeup, boasts no Botox. Her petite frame is taut and yoga-toned, and she holds a brown belt in judo. A fierce little woman who wears trench coats, blazers, and a fedora without batting an eyelash. A liberated free spirit of a woman who Mook accidentally met and eventually picked up while at a supper club for swinging singles. P was not a member of the supper club, and it was Mook's keen eye that scoped her out at the bar all alone going over extensive notes for some future project. Both Mook and P happened to be recently shipwrecked on the rocks of love at that particular juncture, her marriage of ten years having recently failed, and his of eleven having dissolved three years prior, had led him to his fourth attempt at hooking up after three approximately one-year flings with three different girlfriends, all three of whom were childless and younger and oodles of fun to play with. But the goal of long-term relationship was simply not on his agenda. Mook figured he was never going to find Miss Perfectly Right anyway, so may as well have some fun with Miss Perfectly Right now. He never hoped to find a woman as perfectly European as P, and more importantly, had he searched the world over, he'd have ended up right back at the corner of Belanger and Saint Laurent, at the bar, in that swinger supper club, chatting up an oddly European, scintillatingly sophisticated, if somewhat self-absorbed, golden pea.